this is Kenya, and welcome to my Magical Cottage Core Life. Today, we're doing the second in our Halloween treat series, and this one is savory instead of sweet. That's right, a savory Halloween treat for your home party. Today, we're going to talk about how to make crusty eyeballs. Ooh, doesn't that sound fun? So, take out your big book of stuff and turn to the Halloween treat section that we started the last episode. Now, crusty eyeballs doesn't sound very appetizing, but I think you'll like them, and it's definitely something that you need to try at least once. You know, just keep an open mind. And like most eyes, they can come in different colors. Now, I know you're like, how? Well, I'm going to tell you. But first, we have to get to that part in the podcast before we talk about that. So I want to take a moment to encourage you to experiment with your food at home and experiment with your children, especially not cooking them or anything, but cooking with them, of course. And this way you can find all kinds of new and fun ideas. It looks like this is going to be pretty much a stay at home Halloween. So maybe start thinking about your own fantasy recipes Although the ones I'm giving you actually taste pretty good, at least to me. So, let's get started. So, let's talk about eyeballs for a moment. Do you know where eyeballs come from? They come from the brain. In general. I mean, of course, there's other creatures and they have eyeballs and the eye spots and other forms of seeing organs, but we're going to talk about the most commonly known eyeballs, and again, they usually come from the brain. So, eyeballs are pretty gross, and one of the most common party things for Halloween that you'll see is them being placed in a jar, and they're usually either eggs or they're olives and that's how you get your eyeballs and they just pretty much are just in suspended in either a broth or a gelatinous solution but why stop there why should eyeballs always be slimy you know so in this particular recipe we're going to go with crusty eyeballs now before you get grossed out it's it they actually going to be really tasty and you can do these at home. You can try to make everything from scratch as far as the eyeball holder, but why would you? That's like a lot of work, and you don't have to. But if you are particularly talented and want to make crescent dough, go for it. And yes, I said crescent, not croissant, because I'm an American. What do you want from me? So again, you're going to take your crescent dough. You're going to need crescent dough for this. You're going to need olives of various sizes and types. Make sure they're pitted. Please make sure they're pitted. You do not want anyone to lose a tooth because that will be a real horror story. Come on, that was funny. Okay, and you're going to either need cream cheese, garlic, or summer sausage. You will also need butter. You'll need cooking spray. A pan that has little bitty, those tiny little muffin uh, indentations, like a muffin pan for really small ones. And you'll definitely need thyme. 
Now, when I'm talking about needing time, I mean the herb time. Preferably fresh time, but if you don't have it, don't worry about it. It's not that big a deal. You can definitely use powder time, and it doesn't matter what kind of time, just remember to take the stem off, or else it'll look really, uh, a little bit too much, because no one wants to get that caught in their teeth, you know? But you'll really enjoy this recipe if you're a fan of the savory. Now, once you've gathered all of your... ingredients, you are going to have to clean your surface, make sure you wash your hands. If small people are helping you with this recipe, this is the time to double wash their hands because children and get ready for some yummy. Okay, so now that everything's gotten together, we're going to take our crescent dough and we're going to roll it out, uh, take it out of the can or whatever material you, uh, packaging you have, roll it in the sheet so it all is merged together. Because what you're going to do is cut small squares. Depending on the size of the cupcake holder, you want to make sure they're at least as double the width of the olive because I don't know what size olive you're using. If you're using jumbo olives, obviously you'll get fewer of these little tarts, but if you're using the smaller olives, you probably can cut very small uh, little squares. And you're going to take these squares and you're going to put them inside of your muffin tins after spraying the muffin tin with a non-stick spray or buttering them or whatever else you use to keep them from being in a bad way. Because nobody really wants to take out little tarts and you wind up with everything being stuck to the pan. I mean, that's a really bad scene and it is a very unhappy one, especially if you're teaching people how to cook for the first time or if you're cooking uh, something like this for the first time, it really is a bad thing. So you definitely want to make sure that if you're not using a silicone baking tray of cupcake trays, you will butter them or oil them appropriately. And what's going to happen is once you put the crescent dough in there, you're going to put your filling. Now, some of you may want to just put the olive and that's fine, kind of weird, but it's, hey, it's your show. But you can also put a little sauce in there. If you want tomato sauce, you can put that in there. You could put something like cream cheese. For me, I would prefer to put a nice Gouda in there or even a mix of a Gouda and a Munster or a Gouda and a Havarti and put in a little bitty, a uh, tiny taste of chopped summer sausage or salami and nestle, you know, chopped up and nestle the olive in their um, pupil up or the hole facing up, which you can fill with more cream cheese, a piece of olive, um, the, not olive, a piece of pimento or a clove of garlic. It's really up to you. Or leave the pupil open and don't put anything there. Another choice is to simply just uh, put a little extra olive oil in there and surround it with figs because yes, figs and olives can go together. A mix of fig, olive, uh, creamy cheese, and uh, chopped up summer sausage or salami with a tiny bit of honey and sage uh, wrapped around that little olive is really good. But it's up to you. You know what you like to eat. 
So I'm not telling you what to do. It's completely up to you. If you don't have a problem with nut allergies, you could definitely make a sweet and sour and salty mix uh, with that olive and whip up a nice uh, salmon mousse with that and put it in there in that little croissant cup and then put your olive in there. And then you're going to bake them. Bake them according to directions. Everything you're cooking should already be ready to go anyway. So cook it just long enough to get the cheese creamy and the croissants browned and crisped. And then you let it rest and then you pop them out. And then you've got a nice tray of crusty eyeballs. Now remember when we said that they always serve these Halloween style eyeball treats in some sort of slimy material? Because where do eyeballs come from? The brain. But you don't have to do that. But if you find that you want something that kind of is a little bit gelatinous, but not really because you don't want to compromise the crusts of what you have, you could actually serve this in the center of a jello mold ring. And the fact that people are still making jello mold rings might also be frightening to you depending on whether or not you were raised in the era that I was because I grew up in the 70s and I have some interesting memories of those jello molds and what they contained so that could also be part of the horror of it all but I think you'll enjoy it and if you did try these recipes please let me know it is a nice change from everything always having to be slimy and it's something that little fingers or little hands can help you prepare so it's a family experience. I also want to let you know that when you're making something like this, it's important to be cognizant of time. Keep how long you're doing this in mind when you're doing it because you don't want to get so far ahead of yourself that you burn your tarts. Also, if you're using cheese or the summer sausage in this particular mix with the cheese, this is where the thyme comes in. You sprinkle the thyme over it and it just gives you that extra burst of flavor to make it all come together. One more thing to keep in mind is that you want to keep an eye on everything, not just because they may burn, but because it is not uncommon for treats to go missing when you make these, they may be all consumed before the party starts. Another thing to be cognizant or aware of is that it is very easy to crush these tarts, especially when you're taking them out. So a really thin spatula or a silicone spatula preferably is what I would recommend, a very small one, to take them out of the container because they do have a tendency to crack and you don't want that to happen. You know, having your eyeballs rolling across the table everywhere because they're, they're you know, I guess eyelids cracked would be an evening of chaos on the table. And as a matter of fact, speaking of that, Evening of Chaos is the song by Kevin MacLeod that's playing in the background right now from Incompetech. So thank you so much, Kevin, for your royalty, royalty-free music. And that was kind of cool, wasn't it? I just segued right on in there. Okay, but no, back to the point. Seriously, be careful because, again, these are very easy to crack. The amount of filling sometimes overwhelms the tart. So you might want to make these one time before the party as a test run. 
be careful. Don't eat them all up too quickly because they do go very fast. And I guess that would be it for this particular Halloween treat. Again, you probably thought everything was going to be sweet, but this one's savory. And it's worth remembering that the human palate is very diverse. There's no reason to just stick to one thing. We often get into our mindset that things have to be a certain way, and they really don't, you know. And I'm getting into Halloween treats right now because we're getting close to the season, and I want you to have a good time. Again, I really anticipate there's a strong chance that we may have to spend the majority of our Halloween festivities indoors. Now, for those of you who celebrate Samhain, or a Feast of Souls, or who celebrate uh, the Feast of the Dead, again, you may have different traditions, you may have different specific meals. Personally, here in the Grove uh, that I am a part of, I'm actually the Grove Mistress, we used to have something called the Blood Feast, so, and no, it, it's, it's there's no blood in it, not really. It's just a lot of red foods are in there too, but there's some other things, but I'm not going to get into that here. But people have all kinds of traditions so if this fits your tradition great if it doesn't well let's keep looking to see if there's something else and you can make it part of your tradition let me know how it goes uh hit me up in the grove or maybe reach out to anchor and tell me how it's going for you and as always i look forward to seeing you here again because i love love to hear from my friends and we're friends right So till next time, I'll see you here on my magical cottagecore life.